When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Fans, another episode of the Chicago Audible. I'm your host for today, William Ingles, and we are talking Week 15 matchups against the Green Bay Packers. Middle of December, playoff implications on the line. I don't know what else you could get you hyped for this game, but here I am, hyped and psyched, and that's why we're going to get right into matchups one and two. A little package deal action for you to kick things off, and it's going to be linebackers Nick Kwiatkowski, Kevin Pierre-Lewis versus Aaron Jones and Jimmy Graham. And the reason that I have these two guys for the Packers specifically is that Aaron Rodgers isn't the Aaron Rodgers that we have seen for years. He still has special moments. He can make special throws, and he's a special quarterback. But he's not having those types of crazy special games, those crazy special stretches. He's not having a run-the-table type kind of season where he can put together six games where he's doing discount double checks every other throw because he's bombing them down the field, making just impossible throws on the run. It just hasn't been him this year. He's had moments and he's had plays, but he hasn't put the team on his back like we've seen him do for so many years. You you probably don't need me to tell you that. Uh, But so far to this point in the season, they've really tried to establish the run. And Aaron Jones has really been the guy that has had the most success doing that. I know they've tried to use Jamal Williams, and as a Bear fan, I really hope they do continue to try to use Jamal Williams. To me, Aaron Jones has stood out as a feature back type guy for a long time now, and as long as they continue to take away carries from him, that's fine by me. 12 rushing touchdowns this year, nearly 800 rushing yards to go along with it. A weapon out of the backfield, 45 grabs, 425 yards, three scores through the air, along with this 12 on the ground. So a weapon, all throughout the field, but especially uh, in the red zone and on the goal line so far this season. And then 
You go to a Jimmy Graham, and he's really the only other, I would say, prevalent option on that Packers offense. Might not have the stats to show for it. 32 grabs, 382 yards, and three scores. But when you look at it, he's really the last you know, reliable option you have on that receiving core outside of Devontae Adams, obviously. So that's, so that's why he's factored in these two. And these two will be dealing with a lot of middle-of-the-field action and line-of-scrimmage action, which is exactly why I have them going against the Bears linebackers here, Nick Kwiatkowski and Kevin Pierre-Lewis. And obviously everyone knows these are fill-in guys at this point. Nick Kwiatkowski's been playing great. Kevin Pierre-Lewis had a fantastic fill-in game against the Dallas Cowboys. But the difference is now there's a chance to scheme against them. And and when you had that opportunity, or at least the Green Bay Packers had that opportunity to for the week one season uh, opener last year, you're talking about uh, stretching Nick Kwiatkowski where he's not doing his best work. You're getting him out in the middle of the field. You're getting him out in space. You're having him cover a large zone. And, and the, you really saw those Packers receivers uh, either stretch him side to side or really find that soft spot of the zone where he wasn't able to have that speed to recover. And I'm telling you, I played linebacker in college. I'm not saying it's entirely comparable to the NFL, but it's really hard to be able to show all your areas in your zone window closed. And it's hard to have that speed to make up for that and really try to deny those throws. I'm not saying it's easy, but that's one place where you can get a guy like Nick Kwiatkowski. Kevin Pierre-Lewis is honestly a ton of unknown for us. I mean, I thought he played very well in relief. Uh, sometimes as linebackers, you're kind of able to understand the game flow from the sideline and then just kind of go in. You get a couple hits, and all of a sudden you're going. He did really well from a pass rushing standpoint. Uh, our very own Nicholas Moriano had a few good Twitter posts on how well he did, uh, especially from a pass rush front against the Dallas Cowboys. But you're looking at these two guys. The Packers uh, staff has had a chance to scheme up against them, and I really think that the Packers, this is going to be the basis of their offensive game plan, is to try to target these two guys. And it's going to be up to the other defense to kind of like help them out, really, especially that defensive line, Akeem Hicks coming back. you got to hope that Khalil Mack has a big game. Leonard Floyd had a big opening day game against the Packers. you got to help those guys help out your linebackers because that's a really big piece of this. But I really think that these guys will be on display to either make the game or break the game. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TemperPedic.com. Game for the Chicago Bears, and that's why I have them for matchup one and two for this critical Week 15 divisional matchup. Going on to matchup number three, we have right guard Rashad Coward going against do-it-all pass rushers Darius Smith for the Green Bay Packers. For me, this comes down to weakest link on the Bears' offensive line to the best pass rusher that the Packers have at this point in time. Rashad Coward, to me, still struggles to get pushed in the run game, and he's someone who has lapses uh, when he pass sets. I think he struggles, especially when it comes to either passing off guys or taking uh, someone who is uh, starting on the outside and then twisting to the inside. And I think that's something that uh, he's going to see a lot of uh, against this Packers defensive front, especially when you consider the fact that Zadarius Smith has really shown uh, proficiency as an interior pass rusher. He has that perfect combo of uh, punch up front speed and that ability to get skinny, take advantage of small gaps uh, in between that offensive line and a pass set. 
And, you know, those 10 sacks on the year uh, really kind of show that he has really been efficient so far this season when it comes to rushing the passer. I think this is a nightmare matchup as far as it comes to talent and what Rashad Coward is not good at. Uh, we'll have to see how the Bears can try to coach him up or if he's maybe improved since that uh, since that Cowboys game. You know, I think that could be uh, kind of an undersold storyline that, you know, this Bears team is starting to get hot at the right time. You know, this is a team that has had swagger, and we saw what that swagger did throughout that win streak last season as they got hot towards the end of the year. Uh, we'll see if that maybe can be infectious and help out Rashad Coward's play. But on paper, for me, this is a nightmare matchup for the Chicago Bears. Uh, Rashad Coward going against Zadarius Smith. On to matchup number four. Uh, this one was really tough for me to pick because I really think that both sides of the ball could make an argument for this being on the five key matchups. I went with Allen Robinson versus Jair Alexander. I think a equal argument could be made for Kyle Fuller versus Devontae Adams. But when it comes down to it for me, I really think that Allen Robinson is a more key piece of this offense when it comes to Trubisky getting confidence, getting into a rhythm, having that guy he trusts. And I really, I do believe that Aaron Rodgers trusts Devontae Adams uh, leaps and bounds more than everyone else on that roster. But like I said to start this matchup's uh, podcast here, is that the, the Packers are not this fling the ball 50 times a game if they don't have to. They want to establish the run game with Aaron Jones and then set up play action and kind of, in the words of uh, Hank Stram and the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, triculate the ball down the field uh, to bring some a little bit of 60s uh, references to you there. But uh, for me, it's really all about getting Al Robinson going, and I guarantee the Packers are going to be trying to show some kind of bracket or double coverage. But at times, I think they will trust one of their guys. I mean, if you ask me, he might be the best player on that defense overall. I think Zadarius Smith uh, kind of has brought a little bit more of a discussion to that. I think Adrian Amos has played really solid for him. But when it comes to the best player on that defense, I really think Jair Alexander is one of the better corners in the NFL to this point. And really, I think he's having uh, a 2017 type of year that uh, Kyle Fuller had. He has 14 passes defended, but only one interception. I think he's close on a lot of balls. He's just not He's just not hauling them in. And I know Fuller took a year before that. I really think next year Jair Alexander pops. Uh, but as far as this year's concerned and as far as this game's concerned, Allen Robinson, I think, is going to have to play his best game of football, trying to make sure that uh, Mitchell Trubisky always kind of has him to rely on. You know, we've seen a couple times where it seems like Trubisky's just kind of throwing the ball away, but he's really just trusting Allen Robinson to go and make a play. And I really think that uh, that's why this elevates it more than the Kyle Fuller versus Devontae Adams, because we've seen Rodgers be at least willing to go to other guys um, and trust other guys to make a play, even if they don't often come down with it, especially recently for the Green Bay Packers. I think uh, that is a little bit of a different storyline for Mitchell Trubisky. He really relies on Allen Robinson to get that rhythm and get that confidence. And like we saw against the Dallas Cowboys, once he got a few throws in with Allen Robinson, all of a sudden everything opened up. So I think we'll see that storyline continue, and that's why Allen Robinson versus Jair Alexander, number four on my key matchups this week. And that leads us to matchup number five, and that's going to be our game breaker of the week. And uh, I wrote down a number of things that could have been the game breaker, you know, personnel matchups that really would uh, have a big hand in determining this game. But every time I wrote down a different one, it just really brought me back to something that is much more than defining this game, but really kind of defines both these franchises. And that's going to end up being Aaron Rodgers versus Mitchell Trubisky. Because when it comes down to it, this game feels like more than just a single game result. 
if Mitchell Trubisky could come into this game and perform on par with the way he did against the Lions on Thanksgiving and on par with the way he did against the Dallas Cowboys last week, all of a sudden these paradigms start to shift. You know, you have even no matter how this game plays out, if Trubisky can outduel Aaron Rodgers when the odds are stacked against the Bears. You're in Lambeau Field. You're fighting for your playoff lives. You know what, four percent or something like that, according to most optics. You know, I think that changes the paradigm that both these franchises are on. You know, the Green Bay Packers, you know, have a good start to the year, but all of a sudden, bully ball starts to kind of get them down. You know, Aaron Rodgers isn't able to put up forty points on a whim anymore. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you have the young quarterback for the Chicago Bears that, you know, after so many years, I mean, think about it, since Jim McMahon, you know, the, the litmus test for every quarterback that has put on the, the navy in orange has been, can you beat the Green Bay Packers? And to this point, no one has been able to do it consistently. You know, Trubisky has one good notch for a seal and division at home against the Packers last year, but that one kind of felt like it wasn't even, you know, legitimate. You know, the, like the Packers weren't the Packers that year. You know, they had dealt with a lot of injuries. You know, Aaron Rodgers was banged up for a lot of the year. And, you know, now it feels like the Bears have a shot at the Packers at what will be their full strength. You know, this, this like I said, this just feels like it has implications that are so much more than just Sunday afternoon. You know, obviously winning this game is huge for the Bears. It keeps their division chances alive. It keeps their playoff chances alive for all intents and purposes. You know, you're putting the Packers and the Vikings in a big and critical spot to continue to win games. You know, no longer is it like, okay, well, playoff spots are mostly assured for us as long as we, you know, could just steer clear of Chicago winning games. Obviously the Rams are in the picture as well, but... You know, that it's why it's my game breaker overall, but to, to keep me from rambling too much longer is this this is set up for a historic matchup which can completely change the two trends of these franchises. You know, is Green Bay's franchise quarterback starting to go down and has Chicago finally found their signal caller for the future? Because for eight weeks, nine weeks, ten weeks this year, you know, Trubisky didn't look like the answer. Now all of a sudden he does, but... It's the litmus test that every single Chicago Bears quarterback has had to accept since Jim McMahon. Is can you be a better franchise quarterback than what the people at Lambeau have? And that's a question that I think won't be completely answered on Sunday, but we'll have a damn good clue by the end of it. And that is why it is the game breaker of the week. There's no reason to throw stats. We know what's on the line here. We know Roger's stats are better than Trubisky's throughout the season at this point. We know Trubisky's been hot the last couple weeks. Stats are stats. The proof will be in the pudding on the field, and that's why it's the game-breaker, not only for this week, but for many weeks to come. And that will bring us to the weekly winning edge, where we determine which player personnel grouping has the advantage as they go against the other, and that brings us right back to matchup one and two, where we have Nick Kwiatkowski, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, going against Aaron Jones and Jimmy Graham. And really for me, I think, honestly, these two split. I, I'm not sure which which linebacker they, the Green Bay Packers take advantage of. I feel like they'll be able to shut down Aaron Jones. Uh, for the most part, I think that defensive line for the Chicago Bears will really help out the two linebackers with this. But I'm not sure when it comes to the passing game how this is going to go because that's exactly where they exploited Nick Kwiatkowski last season when it came to the Week 1 game. And, and I think Nick Kwiatkowski has developed a lot as a player since then. And like I said, Kevin Pierre-Lewis has so many question marks to this point. I just am not willing to give an outright win to the Bears here. So I'm going to have them split here. 
just because I think they will do one thing very well. I don't know if it'll be covering those intermediate routes or if it's going to be stopping the running back, but I think the Packers will have its success at one of those, and I think the Bears will have success at one of those at one, at one point or another. So I'm going to split these matchups here. Bears-Packers tied at one, going on to matchup number three, which is Rashad Coward, Zadarius Smith. I think you guys probably had the idea where I was leaning on this one when I said nightmare matchup. I really think it is. I give this one to Zadarius Smith kind of hands down. Here's hoping that those big plays don't end up being too impactful against the Bears, uh, where it kind of kind of sinks their chances of winning the game. Brings us to matchup number four, where I have the Bears knotting this thing up even. Allen Robinson, I think, will take advantage of Jair Alexander. Uh, whenever they put him one-on-one, I really have faith in Al Robinson this week, being able to make some plays, and I think Trubisky will end up being able to put the ball in a place where he can make a play on it, which leads us to the game-breaker matchup number five, Aaron Rodgers versus Mitchell Trubisky, and man, I have been drinking a lot of Kool-Aid, man, because I see this matchup, and I really have faith in Mitchell Trubisky right in this hot streak. I think he's got his confidence back. I think his receivers are starting to believe in him again. You look at that Rams game, it looks like they quit on him. Now, all of a sudden, they are playing behind him. They are playing for him. And I really think that embodies itself in this game. I think the Packers are kind of reeling a little bit. I think they realized in that, uh, even in that win against the Washington Redskins that things aren't quite, uh, things aren't quite all peachy keen in Titletown. Uh, and even though a loss against the Bears doesn't really uh, doom them by any means, uh, it's very, uh, it's, it's going to be, I would say a little bit of doom and gloom in Lambeau should the Bears be able to come into their place and get a win. So, to me, I am taking Mitchell Trubisky. I can already hear any Packers fans maybe snooping around in this video telling me I'm a homer. You know what? This week I am. I really have faith in Trubisky to do this one. And man, I know it's going to hurt really bad when he probably doesn't do it. But I'm giving this matchup to Trubisky. I'm giving the matchup edge to the Bears. I think this one will be an exciting game to watch overall. Because I think we'll see some plays made by both teams. I don't think this will be the week one disaster show where offense is optional. Uh, I think we will see a lot more plays being made. I think this will be a fun game. And here's hoping this time, I remember week one, I said it will be a fun game to watch. And it was one of the worst football games I've watched, period. No matter which teams it was, no matter if my team was losing and sucking, both teams sucked and it was a horrible game to watch. I think this one will be different. I'm giving the matchup to Jabisky. I'm giving the edge to the Bears. And here's hoping I'm right, and we're talking uh, next week with a renewed chance of playoff hopes as we prepare for a potential Sunday night matchup. There is a chance they flex it, but hopefully a Sunday night matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. But until that time, bear down, Chicago. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm in the order it was received. Please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it.